Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Starring Sean Daly. I can't wait for the documentary that's going to come out. I think a working title is... Pat Smith. Not all kickers deserve to be kicked. But some do. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. You're a mean one, Mr. Coach. You kicked me in the shin. Here we go. All right, Jaguars fans. Let me paint you a picture. Let me set the stage for you here. It's post week 13. Jaguars lose to the Rams 37 to 7. Myself and my my hosts Sean and Pat, my facts and stats man Devin, we all looked at each other and we were just tired. Tired of repeatedly reporting to you loss after loss, drops, three and outs. We were hurting. So we decided to take a little break, a little snooze. Can't blame us. Then it's time for the Titans, and what happens? Zero points scored by the Jaguars. Zero points. Shut out for the first time in years. That's not a feeling we wanted to come back to, so we were low. Down in the dumps. We were ready to hang our hat for the rest of the season. Nothing could get us out of this rut. And then... I'll stop there because we have a doozy of an episode. Welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I am Taylor Smith, your moderator, here with your hosts, Sean Daly. Hey, hey, hey. Pat Smith. Ho, ho, ho. And Facts and Stats man, Devin Mabe. Merry Christmas, y'all. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, and I just dropped the tastiest hook for you, boys and girls. We're not even worried about Jags versus Texans. We've got bigger topics to discuss. What am I talking about? Well, why don't I go to Pat, who has been on Twitter with you guys riding this roller coaster. Pat, for those who haven't been keeping up, could you bring us up to speed? Take it from the top. Yeah, so we start with James Robinson, probably the the only defining positive in this offensive scheme. Uh, the the struggle with getting carries has been one that has, that has been week in, week out. He, he doesn't seem to get his... his appropriate amount of plays in um there's questions as to if he's healthy there's questions as to carlos hyde is this ultimate warrior this this absolute phenom behind the line of scrimmage who is to to lead us on those third and long carries and and you know uh how, how could we have been misled um to think that that was not the truth uh anyway we finally get to the point to where James Robinson fumbles the ball. He gets sat on the bench. Urban doesn't make the call. It's the call made by this faceless assistant coach um, that you'll never hear from and see from. He may not even exist. Uh, Polium or whatever the fuck his name is. Finally, it comes out. The small, little, thin umbrella that was holding all the uh, urban controversies breaks, right? The Lambo story comes out. Uh, it turns out he did make the bench call. Um, it turns out that, you know, he did kick Lambo and, and called him a dipshit. And it turns <laughs> out Urban is the is the same piece of shit that Urban has been since Florida, since Ohio. Uh, Guys, where there's smoke, there's fire. And this is the exact reason I didn't want this dumb piece of shit on this team to begin with. Okay. And and unbeknownst to everyone else who called me uh, stupid or not wanting change or not 
believing in the urban system. Well, egg on all your faces, and I'm not even sorry about it. I hope you guys loved every second of it, because you're all dumbasses. And here we are, no coach in sight, fired, canned. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you what, if there's anything good that came out of this, because even with everything that's occurred, I had no hope that Urban Meyer was going to get fired this early in the season. And the fact that Shad Khan pulled a trigger, made a move, and apparently had made this move, allegedly, days beyond, even even some would say a week before he actually got fired, uh, had already made this decision. So the Lambo story was just was just a cherry on top. And honestly, the Lambo story, uh, although we have just seen it, has been in the system since like August, September. This event occurred long before it ever hit the pressers or hit the newspapers or before he got his E360 uh, interview with, you know, uh, Dana Nichols or whatever. Jeremy Shep. Sure. Okay. Before any of that came out, this has been rotating in, in Lambo's world for months and it just finally comes out. And listen, if it's already rotating out there, Shad knew about this. Yeah. Okay. Upper staff knew about this. So the fact that this was already in play before we, it comes out to the to the masses is 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 uh meaningless. It's a, it doesn't mean anything. It's only just stacked to the main problem after problem from the Doyle hire in the preseason. From then, it has just been a, a game of Jenga that Urban has been playing on this team. And he keeps pulling piece after piece after piece. And he's just wondering, man, uh, how many more do I have before this whole thing just finally comes crashing down on me? And it turns out Urban's as shitty a Jenga player as he is a play caller, as he is a talent assessor. He is trash. And and finally, it burned him on the end. He pulled the last block, and it all came falling down. And uh, we are better for it as a, as a franchise. We are better for it as a program. And now we can move on. Yeah, I love it, Pat. I absolutely love it. It's not the fact that the Jaguars have had the worst offense in the NFL for the first, what, 11, 12 games, 13 games, however many. Every every game that Urban Meyer has had a headset on, the Jaguars' offense has been ridiculously bad. It's not that. It's not the fact that there's no cohesion in the locker room or the on-field performance is terrible and Urban Meyer is not a responsible adult man. It's not that. It's not the fact that he didn't travel back with the team after a Thursday night game and instead stayed in Ohio to finger blast waitresses. Okay, it's not that. It's the fact that he kicked Josh Lambeau. <laughs> like, that's the thing that takes him out. And I just want to know that if when that happened to Josh Lambeau, the, the wheels were turning in Lambeau's brain, like, yeah, you're going to get yours, man. I'm going to, oh, I'm, you go ahead and kick me. I'll fucking kick you right out too, buddy. I'm coming. I, I loved it. Lambeau was like, I'm not going down without a fight. You can cut me, all right, but I'm I'm coming for your head. And, uh, and that, that was probably probably the biggest contribution that Josh Lambeau made to this team uh 2021 right because he couldn't make a field goal uh, at least Urban Meyer was showing good form you know on the kick he 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 was trying to well, show allegedly, Lambeau allegedly 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 he showed showed him good form on the kick you know maybe he's just trying to help out Lambeau because he couldn't seem to figure out what the fuck was going on so uh yeah uh I, I'm I will forever be appreciative to Josh Lambeau for that uh, it doesn't matter how it happened. He's out. He's gone. And I'm happy that we don't have to pay him. I'm happy that we get to, we have cause. That's my biggest thing. I When I saw that he got fired, I was like, fuck, dude. He's still going to get his money. But no, no, no. Shad Khan and his lawyers are going to find a way to screw him out of it. And that's what I'm, I really care about. I just want to make sure that Urban Meyer doesn't get a cent, a cent of Jacksonville Jaguar money for his performance, what he did for the city, what he did for this organization, which was absolutely nothing. He he he's stunted a phenom number one quarterback's growth. Okay, like he is not putting him in position to succeed, not setting him up for success at all. Like it is just thank God that he's gone and we can move forward. We, we dealt with this last year with Doug Marone leaving, and we had the interim head coach then. And I'll be honest with you. I'm very happy that we lost to the Texans because the last thing we need is for Daryl Bevel to rally the rally the wagons 
and and go three and zero in these last games and and put on a mirage, and then Daryl Bevel is now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what we don't need. So I hope I don't want us to lose all the games, but I don't want us to look great either because I don't want Daryl Bevel as my head coach. So we're in a weird spot now as Jacksonville Jaguar fans to where I don't think we we know what we want right now. We're we're in a purgatory now. All I know for sure is that I want 16 to stay healthy, all right? And I want him to show improvement. That's all I care about now. Like, I don't care about anything else because all these coaches are going to be gone. A lot of the players on offense are going to be gone. So here we are. It's just now it's fun time. We're in silly season now. Like, oh, the Jaguars going to get the number one overall pick? Are the Jaguars going to get Byron Leftwich? Huh? So we're officially in silly season. Like, we got the Jets this week. We got Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. I kind of want to win that game because it is the number one pick versus the number two pick. I kind of want to, but at the same time, if we lose, it's not the end of the world. So we're on house money. Urban's out. And we're and we're having fun. Schottenheimer's calling plays. Ho ho ho! Look the fuck out! We got Schottenheimer at the wheel. All right, and it's gonna be rough. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's not gonna. I, I hope it's not great. I hope it's not terrible. I want to be somewhere in the middle. What do you think? Well, yeah, and uh, Daryl Bevel slowly showing how worthless he is by handing. <laughs> Uh, you know, play calling responsibilities to Schottenheimer. So uh, week one has been a success under Darrell Bevel. He has shown that he is insignificant to this program and that he he too will wear a uh, headset similar to Byron Leftwich moving forward and it'll be plugged into nothing and he'll just sit on the sideline. Do not talk about the future coach of the Jaguars like that, Pat. You will show some respect. Let's, let's nip this out of the way now. I am on team fuck Byron Leftwich. Let's just get this out <laughs> no. of the way now. No. I will not listen to it. I will not even entertain it. Okay, and every time Sean will mention Byron Leftwich on yes. this program, I yes. will shit on Sean mm. continuously. Mm. And any one of you on Twitter that dares mm. try to tweet on me, post me, retweet me, I don't. I will call you an idiot as well. Children, elderly people, I, I don't care who you. You are not protected by any means of, of of telling me that Byron Leftwich is a suitable figure because let me tell you something boys and girls if he never wears the jersey homegrown if he baby. never dons the teal homegrown you would not even know he exists as an offensive coordinator okay you wouldn't you wouldn't and you know why because no one else cares about Byron Leftwich you know why no one Bruce interviewed Arians. no one interviewed Byron Leftwich last year when people needed uh people to get in the jets did an interview byron they they interviewed raheem morris before byron leftwich even got a phone call okay you know you know no one cares about byron leftwich because <laughs> everyone knows byron leftwich is talking into an unplugged headset to a quarterback that tells him to shut the fuck no. up and his play sheet is full of coloring papers he doesn't call plays he <laughs> makes sure that he colors the sun yellow and the grass green okay and he makes sure that little Timmy has a little balloon in his hand on his little coloring board and then Bruce Arians comes around at halftime and says, oh, Byron, you already hey, got into the grass. You're I will doing not very take good this. this week, buddy. And Byron says, yes, yes, Mr. Arians, I'm doing very good this week. Okay? <laughs> I, well, so don't fucking trot out Byron Leftwich takes to okay, me. Okay. Alright? Because Byron Leftwich hasn't done a damn thing to, to deserve any kind of okay. quality in my uh, defense, interview for this for this team. In my defense, you could put a wet towel on the sideline, put a headset on the wet towel, and it would be better than what we've had this year. No, okay? no, no, no. So, see, see, I counter my- that argument. I counter that argument, okay? Because I understand what you're trying to say with that description. And you're right. In a a sense, dry towel. In a sense, you are right. The problem with that scenario is that dry towel is going to be very good for PR, Right, it's going to be very good for PR. He's not going to have any bad stories. You're not going to have any player issues. You're not going to have any waitresses getting finger banged on Friday nights. Right? <laughs> what is your problem going to be? Your problem is going to be that dry towel fucking sucks at his job. The Jaguars will continue to be under 500, and you'll do that for three, four years until Shad realizes, damn, this dry towel fucking sucks. And after three or four years, he's going to fire the dry towel. But you know what? Happens? 
happens in three or four years, Trevor Lawrence has his bags packed up and he's out of this fucking team. He says, fuck this place. Fuck that dry towel. I'm not fucking coming to the back to this town because I'm a young and prolific athlete that deserves better, deserves more, and I'm not going to stick around for a dry towel for three or four more years until maybe he might I'm get... Not, maybe I'm not drying my hair with that towel. Maybe he'll no get way, wet Trevor in a year Lawrence. or two, but I'm not going to stick around to see that, right? And he's going to be gone. That's what you have to realize. You can't play the game of, well, it can't be worse than last year. You're right. From a PR standpoint, maybe it can't be worse than last year. But from a winning standpoint from a from a uh becoming a a reputable franchise in this league of 32 teams it can be worse all right it can continue being subpar it can continue being monotonous it can continue being terrible performances sunday after sunday after sunday until eventually the prime gem that you have been waiting for decades decades for finally looks around and says damn because after four years guys that's all he has to do is is stay for four years yeah all right that's if he's a stand-up guy and he doesn't force his way out early in four years he can look around and say fuck this place and he can leave and he will leave because no guy in his right mindset with his talent should want to stay in a place like this for his entire career Okay, that's why Baker Mayfield is so comfy in Cleveland because that place is a shitbox. And he's like, damn, I'm a shitbox. I deserve to be in a shitbox team. I fit right and in. And I'm going to stay on a shitbox team. Baker Mayfield is doing what he's supposed to do. I am king of the turds. Okay. King turd. So you have a clock that is ticking, Jaguar fans. You have a clock that is ticking. And honestly, the only good thing that has come out of this year is you're no different than last year from a personnel standpoint. It's the yeah. same fucking guys you had last year. It's the same bums on the offensive line. Just, if anything, you've deteriorated at the receiver role a little bit more, but you have plenty of money. You have $70 million in cap coming into next year. Okay, You have attractive draft picks going into next year that we've accumulated and have done very well in, in securing a top three oh, pick yeah. in the first round. Four six-rounders. You Four have six-rounders, six too. It's an all-you-can-eat six-round buffet in Jacksonville, <laughs> this draft coming up. Okay, Eat your fucking heart out. You can live. You are living in the sixth. You are thriving in the sixth Jaguars round. Jaguars are on the clock. Jaguars are on the clock. Jaguars, Jaguars on the clock. clock. Boom, boom. Jaguars on the clock. Boom, boom. Six round on the clock. Yeah, yeah. We are day three. Yeah, yeah, day yeah. three. You can book day three. Day three is renamed we'll be there. Jaguar Day. Okay? And Jaguar on the day. third day of the draft, we enter Jacksonville Day. Okay? They'll, they'll, they'll just sprawl out teal all over the screen. We will be on there. We'll, we'll probably be on for a half hour straight on our six round picks. You know, you commercial free six round picks Jaguars, best show bet in town. money Jaguars. Jaguars are taking a kicker with one of those fucking six picks. Hell, I'll bet money right splurge, now. Splurge right a little now. bit. Take three. Oh, take three take kickers. Three and just have them. Yeah, just have and them kick they- each other. <laughs> <laughs> and and the last ones, the last one standing. That's the way we do it here in Jacksonville. We if you have- can't take a good kicking. We we'll have, you can get the hell out. We'll have a preseason tryout simply for the kickers. <laughs> instead of instead of the first, you know, first quarterback reps that we had last year, we're just going to have kicker reps. Like we're the half half of it's the like, preseason will just be specialist training. That's all we'll do. Yep, it'll be like Squid Game where it's like red light, green light, and then all of a sudden the kickers are like, "What is it? Bang!" And they're fucking dead. And, the, and, and, and people, are like, oh and my should. god, they should and they should exactly do that. That's gonna <laughs> the, the, the 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 OTAs man are gonna be filled to the brim. They're like, oh dude, they they just shot Johnny last week. I can't wait to see what they do this week. They'll never miss a kick. They'll never <laughs> miss a field goal ever. You have that. That fucking you have that girl turning her head behind the goalposts. Daryl Bevel's gonna have a loaded Colt forty five in his fucking right pocket the entire time. (laughs) You know, you know, we could go the other way with the head coach talking about this. We could go the other way, all right, and forget about good PR, all right, because there's a name out there who's available, just became available. Okay, all right, OJ Simpson. Uh, yeah. All right. 
we could hey we could he's never OJ done a wrong in his life. available and i'll tell you what those post-game handshakes would never be more entertaining than with oj simpson because you never know if he's gonna shank bill belichick right there in the middle of the field like you know like it would they go to shake hands it could be oh I have and then he just keeps moving you know what i mean just keeps moving on over to the other sideline there's a glove on the floor but it wasn't me it won't fit it won't fit my hand. exactly if, if the glove does not fit you must have quit you understand that's it Chewbacca and so defense. i think we could hire oj uh and that would be fun uh no but all, in all seriousness uh fuck the jaguars right now we're we're a dumpster fire but we are our dumpster fire like you know what i mean like i think my friend john once said the jaguars are a shit sandwich but they're our shit sandwich so uh, you know we can talk shit about them but if anybody else, if like other teams, fans and shit, you talk shit, you don't get to. You understand? We're the only ones. All right. So that's where I'm at. It's fucking, it's silly season. It has begun. You don't want silly season to start week, what, 15. You, you'd you like it to start at the end of the year. But no, it's already here. We're, we're in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, like, like you mentioned, uh, the first overall pick doesn't really... It doesn't really do anything for me this oh, year. Oh, let's I not mean, get into look, it. I got a hot take. I no, got a hot take for the we, end of the we show. Won't, we won't. I'm just no. saying, from a perspective of playing games, I'm I'm looking at more or less. Uh, we still don't really know what we have in this draft class, as far as uh, Walker Little is concerned, as far as Andre Sisco. Oh my is God, concerned. Walker Little. I mean, there's, Walker there's Little still- came in for Cam Robinson, and the uh, you were at the game, so you couldn't hear. And the the person, the commentator, goes, "They're they're very confident with what they have in Walker Little. He had to step in for Cam Robinson earlier in the year. He did a good job. Immediately gets blown up. Immediately, as soon as he said that, gets blown up, like pushed, like almost to the ground in three seconds. And Trevor Lawrence had to throw the ball away, and he just did. There was like this like three second silence <laughs> in the in the broadcast the radio <laughs> silence i i mean i would at least like to see a full game full two games the remainder of this season and if he sucks we know he sucks but uh, until you get him repetition until you get him involved in the game you can't put him out cold every single time and expect him to just adjust and play and go i mean they were putting him at right tackle at practice a few times this year when he was he, play, he has played nothing but left tackle his entire life and he may not be the guy for the job but can we at least get to a point now where the games don't matter it's whose line is it anyway the points don't matter and who knows who wins right let's just get to a point and evaluate what little talent we have on this team because for the most part like <laughs> little you talent the- little talent i see what you did there. <laughs> you like that i see what you did that there. was completely uh, <laughs> impromptu uh, if we can just evaluate the little bit of talent that we have on this team as far as what we have left okay because like you said most of this offense has got to go all right you might not do it in one fell swoop in this offseason but everyone should go from this front office as well but Trent from Balky, the offense gone get bulky hey, out of I, here i saw Trent bulky pile drive Josh Lambeau into the ground. I saw it. I saw it. I will testify. I saw it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you got to get you got to get rid of this offense, right? The offensive lines, contract wise, is 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 expiring across the board. You know, Cam's on a tag. He's gone. Um, Can is is expiring. I think, and the Norwell's expiring as well. I mean, they're all expiring anyway. So it's not like you're going to re-sign any of this talent coming back. These guys suck. All right, they all suck. And Linder Linder can't stay healthy for more than eight games a season. So uh, take him out of the picture as well. You might, you're might you going to have to start adjusting for him. Uh, I have to disagree uh, with you. I got to disagree with you. Ben Barch, man. Ben Barch is impressing me every week, dude. He's getting better and better. Ben Barch might be a player, dude. I didn't mention Ben Barch and any of those guys. Right, ben Barch is here for oh, at least. I, I thought you said everybody. Well, you said yeah, everybody for sucks. those those that are leaving, yeah, everybody. I mean, Ben Barch has got another two years for free, basically. Let's. I'm gonna keep him. I, I around. want those smoothies. I need. I need more smoothies. Yeah, more smoothies yeah. for the squad. But no, I mean, ultimately, this offense has to get reshaped and figure out some identity. You have Travis Etienne who got hurt early, so you, obviously you, you're not sure. And listen, the injury that he suffered, the. Uh, uh, Liz, uh, Liz what, Frank, Liz, Liz Frank, Frank. Thank you. The Liz Frank. It, that's that's killed some careers, and I I don't I don't want to be the guy to say it. All right, but I will. 
he might not return to 100% that he was before. I mean, it's Ever. killed careers before. All right. It's it, it's this is not a uh, uh, unfamiliar injury in the NFL. So Richard Sherman. Yeah, Jones Drew got yeah. Liz Frank, you know? I mean, it's 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 come it's hit people hard, all right? So who's to say what kind of shape if any shape he returns back and 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 what kind of product he'll be moving forward um because, you know, the, you expect nothing. Well, yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically. If he gives you any kind of shade or any kind of 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 positivity at all, take it as a gift and 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 keep going with it. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, Dude, there's not a lot of promise on this team as far as up-and-coming talent. There's just not. So, like I said, you're basically in the same position as last year. Uh, it's a fire sale in Jacksonville. It should be pretty attractive to anyone who's available moving forward uh, as far as head coaches are concerned. And anyone that, that wants to shape a team to their liking, to their mold, to their scheme, you got the money and you, and you got the, the availability to do so. So... Um, you know, I, I, for one, don't have a candidate in mind right now that I would like. I'm sure that'll change as the weeks go on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these games just don't count, man. Uh, the Jets coming up don't count. I got tickets to this fucking Boston game. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with that. Yeah. I, I'm going to be in, 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 in fucking freezing degree weather up and up north where no one knows how to talk. And, and I'm, I'm just going to pray that, you know, their Chinatown's really good. That's, that's all You're I'm going to be in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, dude. Yeah, yeah. How wrong were we about that guy? That's it. I, that guy. I mean, if you go back and do the draft, Mac, Mac, Mac Jones goes number one overall. I think he's a fucking stud. Guy looks great. Mm, yeah. No, no, no. I think it still plays out the same way. You know what the difference is, though, in New England, Sean? Yeah, coach. Probably the best coach that's ever done it sold his soul 20 years ago and <laughs> and ended up becoming the most attractive and most uh, most winning coach in the NFL by by the name of Bill Belichick he did this crazy thing where you take a rookie quarterback in the draft and then you go get him not one but two uh franchise tight ends that he can rely on week in and week out, you know, use as needed, right? If you want to run a two tight end set or one tight end set, or maybe, you know, you want to put them out in the trips. You know, however you want to do it to make yourself feel comfortable. He got those two tight ends, right? He sure up his offensive line, and, and he's been calling defenses with bums for the last 10 years, so he didn't really need any attractive names up there. Well... And he put together a team with a philosophy of winning, with a philosophy of working hard for what you have, and he and he manufactured an offense that's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, Mac Jones is dumping and diving. Mac Jones threw for three times in a fucking football game yeah. and won two weeks ago. Okay? So he doesn't have to try hard. The team rallies around him. The team plays to his strengths, right? And that's how they've been winning ball games. All right. Bill Belichick has done it again. He has taken a quarterback that people did not think about much, that people maybe didn't regard as the top two, top three quarterbacks. And he has made him into this very simple, systematic quarterback that can win ball games. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. But look what we did in Jacksonville. Right. We, we took Tim Tebow out of the booth and made try to make him a tight end. Right. We, we, we spent more time hiring a racist uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach than we did looking at the free agency. Right. That's what we did during our offseason. We made Minshew share first round reps with Trevor Lawrence for all of preseason. That's what we did in Jacksonville, right? That's the circus that we run here in Jacksonville. Whereas on their side, Mac Jones came in and said, "Hey, guess what? Mac Jones, you're the you're the first string quarterback. So you're going to take all the first string reps. So that way, you have been prepared, you have been seasoned, you know the roster, you know the personnel, you have gelled with your special guys, and and you might have a chance to win ball games this year." And look what he's doing. He's winning ball games. It's a very simple formula. Just don't be a clown show. It's very simple. Just don't be a clown show. Yeah. Well, you know, Bill Belichick might be the best head coach in NFL history, but he I don't think he's a really good dad. I'm going to come out and say it because have you seen his son, the defensive coordinator for the New England I Patriots? Have. I have. I how have. how he lets that boy leave the house every day 
looking like that. His, so his name is Steve Belichick, okay? And I don't think in the history of names has anyone looked more like a Steve mm. than, than this guy. Mm. I mean, he just, I, I mean, the mullet is just absolutely, Devin, pull up a picture of Steve. Steve Belichick, just so that, that this is the guy that you're going to see in Boston, Pat. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him. His his tongue meme is is the best. And he's thing the off, guy that's gonna best thing out there right now. The him tonguing down his my headset. Yeah, that's yeah. If you if you looked up strung out on cocaine in the dictionary, yeah. that is the picture <laughs> yeah. that comes out. This guy is licking his chops, grinding his teeth. <laughs> this man doesn't does an ounce of cocaine before every game. I it's in his. <laughs> It is in his repertoire. It is what he uses. That's not it COVID is, protocols. It is on his rider every stadium he visits. I need an yeah. ounce of cocaine in my dressing room. Ready to roll. Yeah. Ready to roll. And, you know, that's the guy that's uh, absolutely going to take the Jaguars down. But before that, but we hey, the, that's yeah. That's the cat that's running that defense, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it's. There's no science in that head, boys. There is no analytics going on in that sweet little head of his. All right, I promise you that. The guy doesn't. He just. He is copy and pasting what Billy's been doing for ten years, right? And it's just run a simple defensive scheme and and allow the offense to carry you the rest of the way. That's all it is. That's all it is, and that's how you win in this league. Look, before, before you know? that, it's not a defensive run and bash league anymore. Before that Patriots game, we've got uh, Jaguars Jets. Could you think of any any worse football game that, like, in the annals of history, like what two teams would you least likely want to watch play each other? Oh yeah, in the history of football. Yeah, in the history of the sport, what game is the most unwatchable? I mean, because we already had we had Texans and Jaguars, okay. Was that more that was unwatchable? Bad. That was, was that bad. was that more unwatchable than than Jaguars Jets? What do you think is going to be worse? And that was that was a Davis Mills ran Houston Texans team, right? That wasn't even a Deshaun Watson. So you didn't even get the the highlight reel portion of the of the of the of the. I feel Houston like Texans. every the, the Mills show. Every Jaguars fan should have to wear a shirt that says Brandon Cooks is my daddy. Because every time we go up against that guy, he goes for a hundred yards and a score. Every yeah, single I didn't time. That. First game of the year, right? Brandon Cooks went for a hundred yards and a score. All right. And he's probably only Well, they also had Tyrod Taylor at the time. So I thought for sure, okay, well, there's no way that Davis Duck Mills is going to outshower yeah. what Tyrod Taylor did. But no, I was wrong. I was wrong. So yeah. Brandon Cooks is my daddy. Yeah, mm. and uh, David Johnson, he looked good. Uh, it's just, you know, fuck the Jags, man. I mean, uh, we, we got the Jets. Who's who's the bigger shit stain, you know what I mean? Like, we got Daryl Bevel versus Robert Sala. We got Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson, you know what I mean? Like, who? Like, what is there to talk about? I don't know. I think the final score is going to be uh, 13 to 12, you know what I mean? Just an ugly-ass, dumb... Waste of time football game. Yeah, I mean, two and tell versus three and eleven. It's you know, no world beaters on this field uh, <laughs> this upcoming Sunday. Elijah um, Moore is going to go for a hundred yards it, and a score. Oh no, he's out. He's not playing. So yeah, I don't know who's who's going to dick us down. Let's play the game. Who's going to be the creative career? Who's going to do it to us? Is it going to be? Is, is Michael Carter back? Michael Carter's back. Yeah, but Jaguars run defense isn't that bad. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's got to be a receiver or a tight end, you know. Uh, and I can't think of anybody that's good. I, I so can't maybe Jamison Crowder. It might. It just might be a, a sixth man, you know. It might be a guy off the bench. Um, yeah. The water cooler. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All I hope for is that I hope that Zach Wilson looks like a trash can. Okay, that's all <laughs> I hope to see. And uh, speaking of cans, okay, Tyson Campbell. Holy shit! Take a fucking bow, Tyson. Holy uh, yeah. cow! I mean, it, you want to talk about a guy? Glow up that. 
I mean, last couple weeks, man, it, it's looked good. And and the secondary has looked bad. I mean, Shaq Griffin looked fucking horrendous last Sunday. I mean, he looked bad. And I mean, Shaq Griffin has been exposed a few times this year, uh, more than I'd, than I'd like to say I was comfortable with, uh, with signing him in the offseason at, at CB1. I, a lot of question marks with him right now. I'm not sure where he's headed and what direction. He's not yeah. trending up. I can tell you that oh, yeah. right now. I'm, I'm quite... Uh, I'm a little discouraged to say that. I expected more out of Shaq. Other big signing, Rayshon, he's out too now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy so. with, with Rayshon's performance either, um, which in, in essence... Cisco. Yeah, Cisco, thank you. I was just going to say, let's see some ball hawking out of Cisco. Tyson mm-hmm. Campbell is giving me some ball hawk. Tyson Campbell almost had a two-pick game uh, last week. Had he yeah. had he got that fucking head turned around fast enough, man, that's, that's the only thing. I wish he would turn that head a little bit faster because had he turned his head he was basically running the receivers route he was in stride for stride in the end zone he would have picked it and that's off. what all the good cornerbacks do well you know let's maybe this can of soup can can one day evolve to that uh, play all the rookies man quick quick play stat for you just just to piggyback on tyson tyson campbell has allowed less than 35 yards in coverage in six straight weeks six Woo! straight weeks who thought listen if it's me tyson if i motivated you if i got you out of the shadows of despair eat crow if it listen i i will eat serving after serving <laughs> uh, feed me crow dalagu okay give me all <laughs> of it i will Gabagool. give me all of it all right if that's if that is the price i have to pay for the performance that tyson has come back with because at this point in time he's trending up shaq's trending down i don't know left from right and and you know again it, this is what i would like to see if tyson can continue moving in this direction there are little oddities for him like i've mentioned if you know there are a few things that he's just got to figure out and if he can get there you know maybe he is serviceable in this league maybe there is a a ceiling that he can reach and maybe he can be a contributing part on this defense um of which there are plenty of holes on plenty 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 of holes on and like like you know the the offense as well but again i will eat crow on this i will give a round of applause and i will stand up and say tyson you have been putting on a hell of a performance and i am not going to let that go unsaid after i have shitted on you like a man that has eaten taco bell for three straight days and for the for the beginning portion of this of this season yeah. so yeah kudos i've to eaten you, taco sir. bell kudos throughout the recording of this podcast i've eaten taco bell so mm. uh, I, i'm well, right there be with an interesting you. post post podcast for you. Yeah, absolutely post you mean during I, I'm, I'm recording on the toilet right now fun fact but uh, you're a man of culture. No. <laughs> Speaking of culture, that's what we need to do. We need Nick Foles. All right. No, we need no, Nick we Foles' no, words, wise words. No, his wise. It, no, not, not the person. Turn, turn, turn not, his mic off. <laughs> not the person, but the words. Okay. Culture. We okay. need. So, what the Jaguars did in 2016, right? Uh, yeah, 2016 when they brought in Calais Campbell, leader. You know what I mean? Leader. Somebody name one leader on this team. You can't. There's none. Zero. So we got to bring in that guy. We need to find the Calais Campbell, the leader that rallies the troops and sets examples that people need to follow because now it, it, it wouldn't come from the head coach. And if it's Byron Leftwich, I don't know if Byron Leftwich has enough clout. Or if it's an offense coordinator like Eric Benemy or Brian Dayball or any of these guys, I don't feel like they have enough clout to set an example that everybody wants to follow and to establish that culture. So you need to do it in the locker room. And the Jaguars did it in 2016 by bringing in Calais Campbell, and everyone got on that fucking boat. Jalen Ramsey jumped on that train. Malik Jackson, A.J. Bouye, all those guys elevated their games, and I think it was a high a high reason behind that was because Calais Campbell was pushing everybody at practice every single day to get better. Okay, and so we don't have that guy right now, and that's the main thing I want in the offseason is to go get that guy. All right? Now... We have, right now where we sit, if the season were to end, we would have the number one pick. So, Pat, if you're okay with it, I want to get a little silly. All right? I want to get a little, little, wack, proceed, little wackadaisical. Sil- All right? silly, so, silly out the silly. I brought up 2016. Okay? So, something else happened in the year 2016. This was just five years ago. All right? I lost my virginity. 
No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I was there for that too. And I got to say, it wasn't a good time. Uh, the Tennessee Titans had the number one overall pick. Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that. The Titans had the number one overall pick. They traded out of the number one overall pick to the Los Angeles Rams. They traded all the way back to number 15 for a quarterback needy team so that they took Jared Goff. All right? Mm -hmm. And the Titans in this trade, they gave away the number one overall pick. They gave away a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick. Mm -hmm. All right? In exchange for two, two first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's two, four, six. That's six picks, right? And they gave away six high high picks, and they gave away two low picks and one high pick. Yep. So, and so if the Jaguars, if you look at the way that the draft is set up right now, the Jaguars would be picking number one, and who's picking number fifteen right now? The Denver Broncos. Okay, and the Denver Broncos. They need a quarterback because Drew Locke ain't the guy. Mm. Bap, 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 bap. Drew Locke ain't the guy. Teddy Bridgewater just almost died on the field. Okay, and I hope for a speedy recovery to him. That guy is as cursed, and he and, and I couldn't think of like a better a better like person in the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater is a class act, and he just he he he's snake bit. And so he got carted off the field. It's always scary when they take that face mask too off of the, the helmet and they just leave the helmet part on. That shit is scary. Precautionary. So, precautionary. Yeah, absolutely. It's just scary to see it though, you know? And uh, that's, so that's going on with him. So they're in quarterback purgatory. They don't know what's going on. Uh, they're going to try to get Aaron Rodgers. But if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, you trade all the way down to 15 Okay, you accrue their first round pick, and the Broncos have two second round picks. So you take their first round pick of 15, the two second round picks, and a third round pick. Okay, and since the Jaguars have shown that maybe they're not good at drafting players, you trade for actual players in this deal, too. And I got two names for you. All right, Devin, look up the pronunciation of this guy's name tight end Albert O. Okay, I'm not even going to attempt his last name. But he's a tight end, Albert Obuquenam or something like that. <laughs> All right. At that guy. And then wide receiver, Jerry Judy. Okay. So you trade, and Jerry Judy is being misused by the Broncos. He's an absolute phenom wide receiver that's not getting any targets and he's not getting the ball thrown to him. And I don't know what they're doing, but Trevor Lawrence will throw the fucking ball to Jerry Judy in Jacksonville. I know he would. And Jerry Judy would be the perfect wide receiver pairing to pair with Trevor Lawrence for the next 15 years. All right. So. You bring in Jerry Judy. You bring in Albert O. You get the first round, the two second rounds, and the third round. Boom. Jaguars win the draft. What do you think? Hot take. Jaguars trade down. And then at number 15, you take an O-lineman. You know what I mean? Because you got the two playmakers at wide receiver and tight end in the deal. So you take a, an unsexy pick at 15 overall. I, I like the thought process of trading out and getting a player because I agree with you. That's that's the safer model, and I I also agree that Jerry Judy has been underutilized since his uh, entrance into the NFL. So I I do like that a lot. I do. The only issue I have with this right is that this draft may quite possibly be the most untalented, uh, uh, ugly. And, and Mel Kuyper is going to have to work his knuckles down to the bone this year <laughs> on selling these quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And this, listen, Mel mm. Kuyper has sold dog shit to Queen Elizabeth, okay? That man has, has sold worse talent out of, out of college into the NFL. That guy is a carpetbagger, okay? I am completely convinced Mel Kuyper is a, is a town-to-town circus act that as soon as someone gets hurt, Whoop, they're out of town and they're on to the next one. Okay, that is Mel Kuyper Jr. to the T. He is going to have to work his ass off selling this ugly draft class of quarterbacks that are coming out into the NFL this year. I mean, I can honestly think of maybe two or three just off the top of my head that that are going into the NFL. It is undervalued. It is it, there's no talent coming out. Matt Coral. And, uh, Matt Coral, SpongeBob SquarePants. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> okay? Listen, this this draft Malik class Willis. is is bad. Bad, bad, bad. So, the question the Denver Broncos would have to ask themselves is, "Hey, 
is there anything coming out that would make me think that if Teddy fully recovers, if um, uh, what's the other ass hat called? Drew Luck. Is, if Drew Luck is worth Luck. another couple of years, that's what they were going to have to ask themselves. There, there's a lot of teams that still need a quarterback. Okay, and I agree with you, but I don't think there is a team willing to trade up in this draft to get. A quarterback. When honestly, let's shit. I don't think a quarterback goes until the sixth pick anyway. I I don't I don't see a reason why a quarterback comes off the board because there's so many uh, uh, sexy picks in in defensive linemen and edge rushers and offensive line. There's left tackles coming out. This is a heavy. This is a heavy big boy draft. All right. If you were talking about a trench draft, uh, this is a big trench draft. Offensive and defensive linemen, rich, very very rich draft this year. Special guys, not too much, man. Quarterback. No, barely anything at all. So that's my only hindrance on your on your illustrious uh, draft day. Hey man, Kyler Murray was supposed to be a second round pick, and Baker Mayfield was supposed to be a second round pick at the end of the season. And then by the time that the draft started, they were number one overall. So yeah, I know. I'm and saying, you know who does like, that? It's it's carpet bagger Mel Kiper. That's who's doing yep. it. He is <laughs> right. he's spinning his he's spinning his web of lies and his and his you know quilts of bullshit and and he's he's gonna he's gonna ramp these guys up. I mean that's what they do every year. You never know. Josh, they were you selling me they were selling me Josh Rosen stock only a few years ago, and that guy is fucking chasing carts in public's parking lots right now. <laughs> hey, okay, so. The same draft, though, Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. Allen. Exactly. I, I'm 100% with you. You don't really know. Yeah. But the difference between that draft and this draft was that there were far more quarterbacks in that draft from, from all shapes and sizes. This one, there's not too many coming out that are even worth a damn. I mean, most of these guys are, are, aren't even in, in powerhouse conferences. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're coming out of pit. They're coming out of... Uh, hey, J- Josh Allen went to Wyoming, dude. I mean, shit. Joe Flacco went to Delaware. Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. You know what I mean? You like just these- named off three fucking losers. I don't understand why. What, what <laughs> Joe was Flacco. That to do? Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and Josh <laughs> Allen. Joe, Josh Joe Allen Flacco. might win the MVP. <laughs> Joe Flacco. I can't believe that's what ruffled your face. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Josh Allen might win the MVP. Josh, listen, you're right. I, I mean, I, come that on. was an unnecessary stab at Josh Allen, but unfortunately, you grouped him up with two losers, and that's <laughs> that was that was the. I mean, that was the problem. I'm just saying, dude. A fucking. Uh, Trey Lance went three overall. He went to North Dakota State. Yeah, what's I what's mean, he doing? Is he I mean, selling? Is he you know selling I mean? cotton candy in the stands? Because I don't really see anything that he's doing on, on the I fucking mean, field. So he, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garops is having a good year. You oh, know what I mean? Can't oh, get here out we there. go. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I mean, you could Trey say Lance, that was a wasted draft pick. I mean, shit. Who knows? We don't know. I mean, fuck it. I'll tell you one wasted draft pick: Travis Etienne. There you no go, right there. way. It's a yeah, wasted yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy hey, hasn't even had yeah, a snap yet. Exactly. Hey, hey, hasn't had a snap now. yet. That's why it's a fucking wasted pick. What do you want? Uh, uh, Jaguars, <laughs> we could have drafted the fucking Hamburglar 25th overall, and he would have done the same stuff for the for the Jaguars this year the Travis Etienne. It's the truth. It's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's a lottery ticket. Draft picks are lottery tickets, so I want to trade the first overall pick for more lottery tickets, for more chances to hit, right? And also, you're, I mean, proven listen, you're talent. Not, you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to boo boo on you. I, you're not wrong. Thank okay? you. I, I I agree with your philosophy, especially in this in this draft. We do end up first overall. I don't see any reason why we would use a first round pick. I I'm not on Thibodeau and I'm not on Aiden Hutchinson. If if you put a gun to my head, Aiden Hutchinson uh it looks like an absolute fucking he looks like monstrosity. Taven Bryan. He no, no, Aiden Hutchinson is Taven Bryan on cocaine and and fucking juiced roids. Like the Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal holy field. So if you were to take one between the two, Aiden Hutchinson is steps, gaps, leaps, bounds better than uh Thibodeau. But 
I don't think either one comes on this team and impacts the team immediately, nor does neither one score, which is a problem, nor do they contribute to scoring. And yes, you can make the argument that you can get strip sacks and you can make pressure on defense, but alone by themselves is just not enough of an element for a struggling offensive team that has very little to almost nothing on offense. Hence why I would like a very offensive lineman heavy draft and like you said we we seem to be pretty fucking bad at doing it so we might need to take a few uh with the with the allotted draft picks that we have and then as you've mentioned look elsewhere at proven specialty guys i.e uh you know jerry judy i.e um Chris Godwin out of Tampa, i.e. other guys that are coming up of uh, out of contract this year. So, um, yes, uh, with a lot of building to do, a lot to look forward to. I like, again, I like the strat. If it works, I, I'd, I'd be in favor of it. I'm, you got you to gotta buy her in Yeah, me. you know what I mean? I mean, you look at you look at the picks from last year's draft. Like Greg Rousseau went, went 30th to the Bills, and he's been a playmaker on the team. Eric Stokes to the Packers, 29th overall. You know, cornerback like he's he, he's making plays. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Like, I mean, there, there's guys, there's talent deep in the draft. If you hit, yeah. there is. I mean, we've done it before. Look, look, we've we took Telvin late, you know, and he banged. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, there's the Ngakwe. You took him late, he banged. I mean, it, there's been good picks uh, late in in the later drafts, but you just gotta make them. I mean, you just gotta hit on them. So for what it's worth, that's, that's, well, that's what you're going to take away, but there's plenty of time to talk about the draft, plenty of time of these little scenarios that we can pump out. And, um, you know, again, it's silly season guys So strap in, get ready. Uh, as far as jets, bold prediction, I, fuck, I don't know, man, maybe, uh, I'll give you, I'll say, shit i don't know man it's i don't think it's i don't think the total points is going to go over fucking 21 i think it's going to be like a 13 to 12 mm, 7 to 10 7 10 ball game maybe yeah Yeah, i don't think it's going to be crazy 7 10 you can flip the coin of who wins i it could go either way to be honest with you hey no Um, matter what we all win because it's one game closer to the end of the season that's it man bring on off season beers please yes come on let's get back to let's get drunk on hope on, uh, let's get back. I, I want to start sipping from the hope. Well, you know what I mean. Bring in Byron Leftwich and, and 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 sell me on it. All right, Bruce Arians loves him. Tom Brady loves him. I love him. Byron Leftwich, give me all the nostalgia. Give me all the old teal jerseys. Give me the old stories. Give me them all. Give me Maurice Jones Drew as my running backs coach. <laughs> give it all to me. Tom Brady doesn't even know Byron left which exists on that team so let's just oh let's just go God. ahead and nip that in the butt Tom oh Brady was God. asked about Byron Leftwich the other day. He says, oh, the, the guy that, that washed the jerseys for us. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Byron Leftwich. No, uh, but Bruce Arians described him as a as And they, a they had to correct him, and they said, no, 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 no. Byron Leftwich is the is the nice young man that does those drawings for you every week oh that he God. gives you the picture so disrespectful. at the end of the game. I can't. And ask, that you, same, and ask you to sign that it. That same crow that you're eating about Tyson Campbell, I want. it's going to be a triple serving when Byron Leftwich leads the Jaguars to a fucking Super Bowl. Do you understand me? I, You're, that crow is going to be deep fried. Deep fried. Between you and me, Sean, if Byron Leftwich ends up in, in Jacksonville, you 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 won't see me for a long, long, long time. I promise you. I'll be in... in I need a new co-host. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, be... We will be right. uh, yeah, we will be uh, looking for, for some new co-hosts because I'll be taking up basket weaving in like Zimbabwe or something. I'll, I'd quit life if, if Byron Leftwich ends up on this team. Devin, Devin, would you be up for stepping in, taking the mantle? Uh, it would be the Sean and... Promotion! Sean and Devin hot takes. Put me in, coach. Yeah, Sean and Devin hot takes. We would Taylor, just be like... Taylor, let's... Let's actually close out that way. Let, let's close out that way. Let's see what a closing looks like. Yeah. You you want to close? All right. All let's right. See. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's so silly let's, season. Let's right. get wild. Uh, well, listeners, there's your catch up. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, host. Devin Mabe, co-host. <laughs> I love it. Pat Smith, basket weaving. <laughs> Well, we know you've been waiting to hear from us since the news broke. We are back in action. Jags are just going to keep losing. That's fine. 
Schottenheimer is calling the plays this week. It's his turn in the roulette. Jags at Jets this Sunday, the 26th, 1 p.m. kickoff. Guys, just have fun with it. We'll be on Twitter, as always, at Duval Hot Takes. Find us there and share your takes with us. The conversation through the next few weeks, obviously, who takes over? Sean said left which That is the popular opinion. But you let us know what you think, and we'll see you again soon. Peace.